In Belarus, as in Hong Kong, peaceful protest movements were crushed by authorities. Many highly skilled workers have fled abroad. Could that cause those economies to crash? My name is Frantijak Jaido. I left Belarus because it's an authoritarian state. Until 10 months ago, the 26-year-old programmer was living in Minsk with his family. But he moved to Poland to gain more freedom. He was among the country's 100,000 IT workers, of whom 15,000 have already immigrated. Belarus's borders are currently closed. But experts say a further 40,000 want to leave. IT workers in Belarus are relatively well off, earning five times the average wage. But for many, immigrating is the only way to escape the violence and feel genuinely safe. The protests began on the day of the election. There were violent arrests by the police. They arrested my brother. He got beaten up badly. They released him a couple of days later, but there was no court case, nothing. Then the police visited my parents in the winter. They took my mother and detained her for 15 days. A story that's by no means an exception. The mass protests against President Alexander Lukashenko began almost a year ago. Despite the crackdown, small, sporadic protests still continue. Young people make up the majority of the demonstrators. Many of them work in the country's relatively new IT sector. Despite living and working in an authoritarian state, these people have different values. And they've become a vital element of the protests which began on August the 9th last year. The reason why people have been leaving the country is a fear of reprisals by the authorities. A lot of them were put in prison. Others are leaving because they fear they could also end up behind bars if they stay. And it's not just people leaving the country. The Viber messaging service closed its Minsk offices, while a host of other firms, including software company Pandadoc, relocated their Belarus staff to new branches abroad. Last year, the internet was shut down here for a total of nine days. The IT sector is an island of progress in an otherwise outdated and centralized economy. It generates an export revenue of two and a half billion dollars. It's the only thing that's been a major success in the Belarus economy in recent years. GDP is currently dominated by agriculture, industry, and services. Agriculture and industry remain largely in state hands, while the service sector is mainly controlled by private companies. In 2019, IT accounted for 6.5% of GDP, but was growing fast, and last year accounted for half the country's economic growth. While Belarus faces massive restrictions on political freedom, Hong Kong is also seeing growing crackdowns on civil rights. 
Last summer, peaceful demonstrations against the new national security law were violently broken up by the police. It was the turning point for engineer Gary and his wife, who's a nurse. We talked to the couple one year ago. Back then, they were making their final preparations to immigrate. They now live in Australia. After the uh, passing of the imposing of the national security law, I just uh, don't want to uh, talk about anything political or argue with anyone about uh, our point of view because I, I cannot tell where the lie is. So if I accidentally pass the line, I may be in trouble. In that. Fears evidently shared by many Hong Kongers. This is manifest in the steep rise in applications for British national overseas passports just over the last two years. Figures that tell a story in themselves. For a lot of people on the island territory, that passport is essentially an insurance policy, a lifeline in case conditions further deteriorate. So far, however, Hong Kong's economy does not seem to have suffered from the ongoing tensions. Business remains buoyant in the financial hub. An outflow of people out of Hong Kong could potentially threaten the, the Hong Kong's um, financial spending and economic spending. And then most probably Beijing will be ready to replace those people and to allow some mainland Chinese uh, specialists to, to migrate into Hong Kong. So all factors considered, Gary doesn't see a chance of things improving back home. He has no plans to go back, except under extraordinary circumstances. Unless there's a severe situation like I cannot stay uh, in Australia anymore or, or if my family really need me back in Hong Kong, then I may consider to go back. But right now, I don't think I have uh, much of a reason to go back right now. František Jadov is more optimistic about his homeland. He draws inspiration from this mural in downtown Wrocław that pays tribute to the Belarusian Revolution. I hope we will become a democracy and that there'll be an end to the dictatorship, that Belarus will become a land of opportunities, a country that people want to come to instead of flee from.